Welcome to an episode of the podcast Art Insiders New York. My name is Anders Holst. The theme of the podcast is New York, with a focus on behind-the-scenes conversations with fascinating people who are making an impact in the world of art, design, and architecture. Today we find ourselves on William Street in Lower Manhattan at the office of the New York City Economic Development Corporation. It is from here that the exponentially successful NYC by Design is managed and coordinated with over 400 events over two weeks in five boroughs every year in May. Milan has traditionally been the center of the design world since the 1960s, but now New York is making a huge effort to put the city on center stage. Who else would be better to share this fascinating story of how a design event of this magnitude happens every year than the person at the epicenter of it all, Edward Hugikian. Edward is currently the Senior Vice President Marketing at NYC & Company, the official marketing, tourism and partnership organization for the city of New York. Very welcome, Ed. Thank you. Glad to be here. So what do you call this? When I was thinking of one word to describe it, is it a conference, fair, a seminar? What is it? One word? I would say celebration. And it's a celebration of design. Um, and putting a spotlight not only on what's happening here in New York City, which is considerable, but also um, bringing the conversation from around the world here. I studied the material uh, that you sent me, and I, I understood that Milan is the center of design and has been so traditionally. And now you're taking over. Well, I don't want to be the one to say that. There, <laughs> I, I, I've heard that said by some, some, some others. Uh, I would say that we are both uh, key centers of global design. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know Milan and their design week as well, which has been around since 1961, is is probably the premier design week right now that everyone kind of goes to. Um, and we are, so I'm told, kind of catching up to to <laughs> them, uh, which is which is great to hear after only six years. Could you just give us a sense of of, of this whole event? So this, this past year, we had nearly 400 events, and they were scattered over the course of two weeks and throughout the five boroughs that comprise New York City. And uh, we, have, we are in the process of tabulating the results in terms of attendance, economic impact, and we're, we're hoping that at least we're you know, on par with, with last year where we saw nearly 350,000 attendees. Uh, it was an, an event that brought nearly a third of those people were visitors to New York City, um, and there were over 112,000 of them that were first-time attendees to, to the event. Um, on the economic side, just the visitors alone spent approximately $67 million in, in the city. And that's just while they were here to say nothing of the additional business that was generated and conducted during the course of this. Hmm. Um, and, and for the city, you know, this is really important because the design sector itself is something that um, is comprised of over 52,000 designers here in New York City alone. Um, and over the last 10 years, there's been about 30% growth in that number. We have about 8,000 design firms, and we also have 
10 of the best design and architecture schools in, in the world, um, and also as a, as a creative cultural center, we, we have over 800 museums and galleries. So the kind of the, the sum of all those different things, you know, maybe another city might have one great museum oh. or one great school or, you know, a couple of, you know, kind of key businesses and, and we just have, you know, huge numbers. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I think draws companies here, why, what it draws people here to experience New, New York's design scene and what's bringing people to NYC by design. You mentioned in an interview at Metropolis that uh, the goal is to make, uh, to make the design industry grow and to ensure New York is a part of the global conversation, as you said. So you are, in essence, an emancipator of all of these various actors. And it's, how does that work? I mean, I could just imagine a steering committee with the, you have 30, 30 members, right? I mean, 30 plus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine anything uh, more difficult than to, it's like herding cats here. The, the steering committee, which is really important to the, the planning of NYC by Design, and we, we meet every month um, at a minimum. And when NYC by Design was first you know, kind of created, um, the desire was to bring together people that represented different different parts of the design sector in New York City. So um, we looked to trade organizations like for graphic artists, architects, interior designers, having a representative from those groups. Some, some events that were already around, like ICFF, the International Contemporary Furniture Fair, which is one of the anchors of NYC by Design, and one of the reasons we selected May to have this, because it gave us a good, solid foundation upon which to, to build. We also have uh, representatives from all schools, uh, the museums in the city, a number of other um, city agencies, and um, some just design specialties. The um, we have four different design districts currently, um, and those seem to be growing each year. Um, so we have representatives from each of those as as well. And um, and when we started. I think a lot of people were skeptical. They didn't really understand what we were doing. And to be honest, I'm not sure we were completely <laughs> sure what we were doing at that point either. Um, we were given uh, you know, a, uh, a request uh, to create something that would put a spotlight on the design sector. And so uh, at the time, I was with NYC and Company, the city's mm -hmm. tourism organization. And we kind of put together a, a list of these people, brought them together for our first meeting, yeah. and something that I, I often say about that first meeting is somebody raised their hand and said, you know, this is the first time we've all been in the same room. And that, to me, kind of was a um, kind of a defining point for NYC by Design because we understood that each of the different verticals had their their groups, their organizations, they talk to certain um, you know, groups during things like at ICFF or some of the other events that were happening before NYC by Design. They just kind of talk to their, their world, but there was no umbrella to bring all of that together mm. and to go out to the world kind of collectively and say, come to New York City during this time to experience the best in design from mm. New York City and around the world. Mm. and. Um, and I think some people thought we were creating events, which we aren't. 
Um, and so it probably, I would say it took a couple years before everyone really understood what, what we were doing and they understood the benefit to them of being part of this group because the collective you know, whole of NYC by design is what allows us to get the great kind of press and coverage and to really focus on everything. And they each do their own individual um, events, mm -hmm. but, um, but we're promoting it globally um, as just common experience design in New York City during these, yeah. these couple of weeks. I know you said that in an inter interview that when you are in Manhattan, you should feel that you are part of NYC. <coughs> Uh, by design. You put these actors together and they are used to communicating in their own field and now you're integrating them and then they see the opportunities to collaborate with each other and they also feel that now they're under an umbrella that will give them much more, much more leverage. So what will be the examples of this sort of integrative work? Sure. So, so I think collaboration is a word that you use constantly when talking about NYC by design. And you know, as you're suggesting, when this was first created, a lot of the people that were in this room, even just the steering committee, you know, might view each other as competitors. And what what we found over the years is once people relaxed a little bit and understood, you know, kind of what the opportunities were, we've been able to, as kind of the the center for the organization, um, we hear about places that want to be involved, but they don't have any programming. We're also hearing from people who have a great idea for an event or something that they want to do, but they have no venue. So probably the biggest example of that is Times Square. Mm -hmm. Several years ago, uh, the design pavilion was created. It was a very kind of small installation in Cooper Square. And Eileen Shaw, who kind of developed this concept, the vision was to bring um, bring a big focus on architecture, design, have installations, have activities, have it something that's in the public, free for everyone to come and experience and learn about design. Hmm. Um, I was I saw the president of the uh, Times Square Alliance at the closing event that that we had, and he said, we have to get involved in NYC by design. I want to do something big. You know, mm -hmm. I want us to become a center of this. Mm -hmm. And my mind immediately went to Eileen and, and the design pavilion, and I said, this is the place for that to kind of grow. And we connected them, and last year was the first year. They took over three of the pedestrian plazas in, in Times Square, had multiple installations, and it was just amazing. And, mm. and for me, what we're trying to do more of is having these opportunities for the public to interact with, yeah. with design that you just, you know, you turn a corner and you see something, it's like, oh, what's that? And you you go, you you learn something, you learn about NYC by design, it might get you to to other events. And um, and this year, uh, was second year, they took over all five of the pedestrian plazas in, in Times Square. Mm -hmm. um, and 
it, it was just amazing. It had this incredible inflatable structure that was created um, in partnership with a, a company called Inflate out of the UK. And it was the first time they had created something like this. And it became you know, one of the installations where people could go and there were different things that they could experience within this, this space. Yeah. Um, and they actually sold several of them because you know, other people were seeing it and they were interested in this for, for their own business. So, so this was one collaboration. Um, then we have the NYC by Design Awards. And the, over the last uh, two years, uh, the first two years of the awards, they were held at MoMA. And they were held in an auditorium that was was great, but we were limited in terms of capacity. Um, there were only 400 seats, and we had far greater demand for to attend this this event. So this year, um, because of some construction as well that was going on at MoMA, uh, we had to look for other sources uh, or other venues. The Seaport District here, which is undergoing significant renovation, um, it's actually something that NYC EDC. Uh, our company is 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 behind, and Howard Hughes Corporation um, is the developer there, and they've just redone what's Pier 17, and there's an extraordinary space there that was basically empty, and this space you're out right over the the East River. Yeah. It's surrounded by windows, and you have the most amazing wow. views of you know you're looking at the Brooklyn Bridge, you're mm. you're seeing you know up the river, you're seeing down the river, and we connected Interior Design and ICFF, who produced the NYC by Design Awards, with uh, the team at the Seaport. They're also on our steering committee, and um, and voila, we had the most amazing award show th this year. And now you're also seeing things like collective design, which has been part of NYC by Design since its inception. In fact, it, it, it launched the first year of NYC by Design and it's grown each year. Um, uh, Stephen Lerner, who oversees that, has done an extraordinary job. And as they started diversifying a bit, they were wanted to get a little more into art. So this year, they, they moved it to coincide with the Armory Show. Right. But many of the exhibitors, they still wanted a presence at NYC by Design. So Collective does a show within ICFF. Mm -hmm. And that's the sort of thing that wouldn't have happened in, in the past. Um, I think another great example is what, what the schools have done. Um, there's such extraordinary talent that's being developed now, mm -hmm. and they're all on our steering committee. And it, last year was the first time they collaborated on an event where they developed the student showcase. So one night at one of the schools, they had a couple of grad students from their, their design programs presenting their concepts built around a particular theme. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it isn't a prize, it isn't a competition, it's just people you know, using their tremendous talent and presenting it to um, a very interested audience. But what was unique about it is it's probably one of the first times that all the schools came together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in one place mm -hmm. and you know like mm -hmm. everyone's equal and yeah. and they loved it and it yeah. was so successful that this year you know it was repeated yeah it's an incredible force in this that the, to integrate people <coughs> who have the same sort of overall objective and get them to to collaborate the problem for you maybe is that there's too much activity you know too many programs too many events or is that an issue you know it is it becomes an issue only because 
I even find like I just can't get to everything, and there's so much that you you want to see. And and I think what's happening is again we're we're a very young program. You know, this was only our sixth year, and each year as as it grows, I think there's learning by the people who are producing events, yeah. what's working, what isn't, what areas work for them, what areas might be you know, potentially better, yeah. or maybe we should work together with some of these other events and create one hmm. big one out of it. So I think there's going to be a natural kind of evolution. Mm -hmm. um, we, we love having, there are a lot more international um, brands, Organizations, even design weeks that show here yeah. um, to promote their um, their show, and and we're getting more and more of that. Um, Travel to a number of the different design weeks, and people are constantly coming up and wanting to know how can we, you know, have a presence there. We want to, you know, kind of be there, and it may be something that in in years to come we do just a big spotlight on international, or we have a particular country or region that's being highlighted. Um, but I think the the numbers hopefully will, will continue to grow, but I think what we're also seeing is the quality of what's being done is being elevated each year. Um, and, and this year, there was a lot of buzz about that, like just something really yeah. Like we felt it took us to another yeah. level this year. Well, it's a 30% uh, growth. Uh, yes. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you can sustain that for, for a long period of time. I know that in Sweden we had something called the Water Festival, and that grew also exponentially. They had to stop it. So maybe you have to deal with that problem, you know. <laughs> that after. would be a problem I'd welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about the Design Award. So is that the Nobel Prize of Design? Uh, well, we might think of it <laughs> like that, although I don't know what the Nobel Prize right now. Uh, but but <laughs> it is a prestigious award, it, though. I mean. It is, and and we're incredibly thankful to Interior Design Magazine and ICFF, who, who came to us and said, we would love to create an awards program around NYC by Design. And that was great news, first and foremost, because they they felt that NYC by Design was important enough what was happening and who was here and what was being shown that those two major global brands wanted to get behind an award show for it. The other thing that maybe it was equal importance, they were going to do it. So it was kind of like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And, um, and so they, they did that in the first year, and I think we had probably, there were about 500 entries from around the world. There was a roster of um, judges, you know, kind of design um, A-list that fortunately because of who was putting it on, they had that sort of access. And we, um, we just had a great event. And then the next year, they had like 700 yeah. you know, applications. And this past year, I think there were about 800. And it was just, you know, people you could see now, they're really vying for it. And to receive the award, yeah. you're seeing it splashed all over social media. You're seeing people have taken ads out, you know, yeah. promoting the fact that they won. And 
you know, our hope and expectation is that in time that will continue I to, to Well, do so. it's very ambitious. I mean, they're like, what, 30 categories? Even more? Yes. I mean, yes. and then so you have to have a jury for each and every one of those uh, categories, right? Well, they, they have, the, the judges are, are selected for dif different areas. Okay. Yes. And, um, and so not every judge is voting on every single category. Um, but it is a, it's a big undertaking, um, a lot of logistics management, and you know, the, the bulk of that interior design really is behind, and they're uh, real experts at that. They have other you know, kind of design awards that they, that they do with the magazine, yeah. um, and so they, everything is just kind of first, first class, yeah. um, including the award itself, which yeah. is... What is the uh, award? I, never, so, I haven't seen the picture of it yet. Does it? Do you have? Oh, it? really? Oh, you know what? I well, when when we're finished, I'll show you the the actual award. Okay. Um, it's not a shovel because I passed uh, 120 shovels on my way in here. Uh, no, no, that that was that was for some some different projects. Um, the uh, the award itself is something that was created by Yadro, the Spanish ceramics company, and they um, they developed this character, if you will, that um, is called the guest. And what they've done with this kind of, you, you figure you take like a blank canvas, you yeah. have this, this, this mold, it kind of looks like a, an elongated Mickey Mouse ears mm -hmm. on, and on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. um, It'll mean more when you see it. I, mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't say Mickey Mouse uh, in any <laughs> form of disrespect to, to the award, but it's, it's just, it's a character that you really just kind of smile at. I mean, it really is, is nice. And what they did with it um, is some of their designers in, in Spain, um, they made the character itself, uh, they put a, a silver um, kind of uh, glaze on it. So it looks almost like it's, it's stainless steel. Mm. And it's on a base, a pedestal that each year has a different color. Mm -hmm. um, so we've had orange the first year, yellow, and then this year it was more of a red color. Mm -hmm. And then there's a little uh, necklace. It, it almost looks like dog tags mm -hmm. um, that have NYC by Design awards um, around the around the neck. Oh, there it is! Wow, and that's very cool. And this year, what was great at the awards is they had this larger than life recreation of it on display and it became probably one of the Instagrammable moments of the, <laughs> of, of the awards. Everybody yeah. wanted to pose next to it. It was probably 15 feet tall or so. Yeah. Um, and and so we, we, we hope that this will continue to grow in not only the quality of the, the entries, but also just in prestige. And, um, and we're, we're really proud that it was, you know, it's just been Three years now, and it 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 already you know it seems to have um, gotten a lot of traction. Yeah. and people are aware. I was interested to to, to learn about the district, uh, the the design district in Manhattan. It goes back to really what you are doing, which is to address uh, the design communities and and integrate them and uh, leverage them in a way, uh, which is a very dynamic uh, thing. Correct, um, and and the the four primary ones that they're, they're in Manhattan, Soho, Tribeca, um, the Nomad or north of Madison Avenue, which is becoming um, one of the new kind of design 
blocks. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of Italian brands have moved there. A lot of the furniture um, stores are there. And then the East Midtown Partnership, which comprise, is comprised of the um, all of the retailers on 56th Street, 58th Street. Have again, again, a lot of the kind of design showrooms. And yeah. then they also have the D&D &D building and the A&D mm -hmm. building, which are the where showrooms for multiple um, design firms, you know, for everything from wallpapers to fabrics to furniture. Um, and so that that's another design district. And what I think Soho has, has been doing it the longest, where they've been branded mm -hmm. as such, and each year you're seeing that grow in the attendance, their, the engagement by the retailers, and throughout the year, they have activities. And it's now, you know, I, I think very well branded, yeah. um, the Soho Design District. And I think in terms of collaboration, it's another um, example where some of the newer ones, like Nomad, really benefited from conversations with the Soho Design District, you know, what you did, how you were, how you set mm -hmm. yourself up, and mm -hmm. they, they took that learning as they developed their, mm. um, their design district, and this year was the first kind of big event that they did, and you walk there, and, and the streets were just packed, teeming with people, all, you know, kind of dressed up, yeah. having a great time, Lots of Italians, um, and and it was just, you know, you felt like it was a party. And they scheduled it, because they're all on our steering committee, so each one had their event on a different night. Yeah. And, and each district has unique offerings. So again, mm. it's not like you're going and you're seeing, oh, it's another, mm. it's another sofa, it's another mm. chair. Each one has unique offerings, mm. and that's what makes it really interesting. So what is your personal uh, interests here? What, what do you go looking for when you have this incredible program in front of you in two or three weeks to explore? I, um, I spend a lot of time going to a number of the, the larger events mm -hmm. where I'm really interested in seeing how they're evolving each year and and they do. So experiencing them year to year is, is important. Um, we have you know, I've seen things as a result of that, maybe made comments or, or suggestions or thought of ways they might be able to, you know, work with, with someone else as well to make yeah. it even better. And, um, and so it's, it's satisfying to, to go and see these, um, these events. And then there are a lot of um, new ones that, that kind of pop up and distinguishing characteristic of NYC by design mm -hmm. is that we're very broad in terms of our design categories, and we try to make this as inclusive as possible. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of um, events that uh, actually are connected to things that the city's doing. You know, developing you know in public space. There was a competition at Times Square for street furniture. Um, we had uh, lectures talking about, or there was a panel discussion with the. Department of Sanitation that you'd think, okay, Department of Sanitation, NYC by Design, what's the connection there? Mm -hmm. But it was fascinating, and it was how a, uh, a fashion designer had reached out to them, had ended up doing some designs for their, their uniforms, and the whole story of it, it sounds, you know, if you first read it, you might say, oh, yeah, right, that, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure that that's going to be so interesting. It was fascinating, and they were launching a competition um, for the redesign of the public trash receptacles. And, and that, when you start 
hearing about and understanding what goes into the design of something like that, literally, you know, the trash can that's on the corner of your, mm. your block, and all the different things from what materials are used, the, you know, the, how does someone access it? Is it, you know, something that's open or closed? Uh, what about recycling? And, and it just opens all sorts of questions that are part of the design conversation. Yeah. And part of what we're trying to do with NYC by Design, which is to um, make people more aware of how design just touches their life from the minute you get up to when you go to sleep. What's happened? What's in the pipeline here next for 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 next year? Uh, and we should tell our listeners that it's in May uh, that they have to come here and uh, and uh, visit the NYC by Design. Well, um, first we we have our um, kind of wrap up steering committee meeting next week, and at that we'll be determining the dates for um, for next year. But you can figure it'll be a couple weeks in, in the middle of May. Um, and more of the, the planning really starts in earnest in, in September, although we've, we've already had outreach. You know, during NYC by Design, there were a lot of people reaching out, you know, we, we need to do something next year, want to, you know, we're, we're thinking of X, Y, and Z. Um, from our perspective, we want to see more, I think, more public installations mm -hmm. and more public opportunities for engagement. Um, the, you know, Times Square was was huge success. Um, also, it, out at Industry City, um, Wanted Design, they have a Brooklyn and a Manhattan outpost. And in Brooklyn, they worked with the artist Camille Bolala, mm -hmm. who basically, you know, painted the entire facade of a building that is a permanent installation. And it's like this 3D optical illusion sort of um, design. And it's tremendous. And it's right at the waterfront. So you can see this, you know, if you're going along, along the river, it's going to be there forever. And it took what was a, you know, old, faded, dark brick building and brightened it up. And people, you know, walking by, you saw, I mean, I, I still am seeing it on, you know, the social media feeds. And, yeah. and that's the sort of thing that kind of just gets people talking and hopefully maybe a little more interested in design. They might learn a little bit more, yeah. find out about what she's doing, find out about wanted design, NYC by design. And so there's a, um, a great, I think, positive effect to that. Uh, we'd also like to see more engagement from other parts of the the city, you know, retailers. Uh, we worked with restaurants, a number of restaurants this year, in creating special design drinks. Yeah, you know, and, and these were you know restaurants that that have exquisite design, and there's a whole story behind that. Oh. So um, connect it that way. Hotel partners, same thing. You know, this this group of you know really formidably designed um, hotels, and who had you know kind of special offerings, and so kind of branching out from yeah. just the, you know, kind of events or shows. And ultimately what we'd love to see is just the whole city humming and buzzing that everyone knows, oh my gosh, it's design week or design weeks. Mm. Um, and you kind of can't help but, um, but be exposed to it in some yeah. way. And each year we're 
we're seeing that mm. that happen, and hopefully mm. that will continue for next year. Mm. Interesting. Well, some kind of physical manifestation in Soho would be very, very good. Now they've uh, renovated the Soho Square Park, mm -hmm. so maybe there could be something there to sort of highlight the the Soho design district. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's that's absolutely a, a possibility, and we've we've looked at a lot of public spaces. So, um, and the city, as you probably know, has a, a lot of you know public art installations and oh. things that are done that the the city is behind and so those are also um, you know part of what we highlight during NYC by design. So what about the water though? I was thinking about that the other day. The water aspect, I mean living on the water or traveling by boat or, or the design elements around the water, is that, is that a, something that you were thinking about? Because Manhattan is, is an island basically and uh, uh, it's a resource out there. Yes, and and the water is significant. Certainly to us here at EDC, you know, particularly last year we launched the NYC ferry system, which is if you if you haven't done it, you you must, and especially during the summer, it's extraordinary to just get on the ferry, get on at Wall Street, go up now, you'll be able to go up to the Bronx, you can go to Astoria, you can hit Williamsburg, um, the east side, 34th Street, and and it's the most, you know, first of all, they're beautiful ferries, yeah. and we um, promoted them as a means of transportation to a number of areas, like going to Red Hook. And mm -hmm. You can travel there, and it's actually easier than going on the, the subway. So the design of a transportation system. Mm -hmm. um, last year, I actually gave a talk in during London's Design Festival about the, the branding of NYC Ferry hmm. and the design of that and mm -hmm. what, what went into that thinking and with New York being a place where there's so much rich history in transportation with our subway system. You know, you see that in mu design museums around the world. Um, but we're, we would love to see more, um, I think, things that are along the waterfront. When I referenced the Camille Wallala installation, you know, that's yeah. something you can see, you can experience. And over time, I think there will be more opportunities to take advantage of that and the, it's really limitless possibilities it's just we can only bite off so much yeah, each I, year but the waterfront is is absolutely you know on on our yeah. radar and are you also running this big project with uh, is it big the danish architect firm how to handle the uh, increase of the sea water level and how to close off Lower Manhattan with these. Uh, the the city is 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 working yes with mm -hmm. um, a number of of different groups with mm -hmm. identifying ways to protect the waterfront um, from damage with the rising tides, the hurricanes, wow. etc. And and so that's that's something that we at EDC are are involved with as well as other kind of groups within their agencies within the within the city system, um, and that's design too. Mm -hmm. And and so this, these are the types of things that we want to draw more attention to because a lot of people might not associate that. I think the mm -hmm. probably the, the default is, oh, it's furniture and decorative objects. Yeah. And it's so, so, so much broader than that. And that's why we want to ensure that what we represent here um, really is the, the full broad swath of what is design. Yeah. No, it, it is fascinating when you think about it uh, in, in deeper terms that design is really a way of organizing people's uh, behavior and pattern and inspiring people to do certain things. International participation, yes. I saw somewhere there were 22 countries represented 
uh, that was that 2017? That, that, that may have been from the, um, Maybe that was the, the recap that was, <clears throat> that was done yeah. then. But we, we continue to, to grow, and I think it's you know, representation from, you know, f from Europe, Latin America, um, Asia, yeah. um, and, and each year that's, that's growing. And in fact, there are several, uh, several groups that are looking to open offices here for their their businesses yeah. and understanding the importance of what's going on here and um, and obviously that helps bring in people from from around the world oh. um, one component that I found very interesting was that you have a lot of resources at your disposal you have a lot of data around this when you are saying so and so many visitors and and uh, the economic impact uh, obviously you, you sit and that's a, that's a great advantage for you because it helps you to Organize this and, and helps you to develop it, correct? Yes, and and we're we're fortunate that here at um, EDC we have a, a tremendous research department, and they helped us over the last couple of years to ensure that we would be able to capture the sort of information that would allow them to then use their formulas and whatever that I. I couldn't even begin to understand um, to come up with the numbers of what the economic impact is, how many people were attending, what the spending you know, was, and um, and part of that is information that we get when people register their mm -hmm. events on the site, and then every year we do a, a follow-up survey. So it goes. There's a separate one for event organizers and another one that goes to consumers, and series of questions that are answered, and then all that data is kind of fed into their kind of system and analyzed, and that's how we end up being able to come up with the, with the numbers. And uh, so it's a, it's a great thing for us to, to have that. In the first year, few years, we didn't, and part of the challenge was we're dependent on getting information from the outside mm -hmm. participants. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't come in, you know, we can't make it up. So no. it's not like, you know, a lot of events, they, you know, say an art fair, they are creating the whole thing, they control everything, and they can access whatever information they they want. For us, we're dependent on others to provide us with that info. And, mm -hmm. and the good news is people now understand the importance of reporting in yeah. and what that means when they're also out selling their, exactly. their event. Yeah. Um, so, so this year, actually, we're, we're seeing a, a much higher response rate. And so we're um, anxiously awaiting in the, the coming weeks what those, what those numbers are going to tell so us. So what do you think? What's your gut feeling? Well, I hope that it, <laughs> it, it continues to, to grow, yes. I think so. Celebrating design, there's no better way to do that than attending NYC by design. Thank you so much, Ed, for, for doing this, for taking the time, and um, congratulations on your great work. Thank and you. I'll see you in May, if not before. Yes, look yeah. forward to it. Thank you Thanks. so much. Thank you, Ed. This is Art Insiders New York. My name is Anders Holst. Thank you for listening and be sure to visit Art Insiders New York to join the conversation, access the show notes and relevant links for the episode, subscribe to the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of the Art Insiders New York, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. This episode was produced by UOM LLC, copyright 2019.